Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Wouldn't You Like to Know, where we provide different perspectives on culturally relevant topics with a heavy focus on being sex-positive moms and businesswomen. Welcome back to another episode of Wouldn't You Like to Know, guys. I'm Jasmine. I'm Jessica. And I'm Michelle. All right. And today we are part two of my, uh, sorry, part two of highs <laughs> and lows of motherhood. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't yes. have enough time last, last episode to cover everything and we still won't have enough time, but it's okay. We'll stop at number two. Um, but before we get into that, we will go with our fun facts. So we're doing this new thing. If you didn't listen to the last episode, please go back and watch that one. Um, but we're doing a new thing where we're doing fun facts with MJ Squared because we are known officially as MJ Squared. <laughs> uh, either of you want to go first or are you guys going to make me go first? I like making you go first. Wait, no. no. I'll go first. Oh, All yeah. Right. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> um, so... This one that I choose to say today, <laughs> it it is with a heavy heart. Oh, oh no! I, say, I can no longer say that I am good at math. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Well, we. T- <laughs> I've never been good at math. Oh jeez. No, I. That's a mm, fun fact. You know, I used is, to be great at it. I used to be amazing. I was. They, really we are convinced math. that <laughs> society has changed math to make all the parents feel like fucking idiots. And it's really annoying because I took advanced freaking math, trigonometry and all those things. And now I can't do a simple math problem. It doesn't make sense. You know know what? We should have brought this up. It's still a sore topic. It was very fresh. (laughs) Education. Education should be a topic one day. (laughs) Seriously. Because I, yeah. Okay. That was a good one. Cause that, yeah. Thank you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, a fun fact. Ooh, a fun fact about me. I would say, um, shit, Michelle, do you have one already? Because I'm not ready. I mean, it's just about who you are, I guess. So I'm just gonna pick a random one. Um, I love to draw. I oh, am cool. pretty decent at it. At what? Well, I don't like to, like toot my own horn. I I, I draw pretty 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 well um my kids like to see me draw i i at work i'll like doodle like i have a, her client her last name is turtle so i drew like a big turtle on her file and <laughs> i have no imagination though so like if someone's like mm. draw me a cat i'm like show me a picture of a cat first <laughs> because i can't draw it out of my brain because there's nothing up there so if i look at a picture i got you but if you tell me to draw something randomly nope i can't do it nice <laughs> Okay. Random fact. I like to draw. All right. I like that. I like that you're artistic. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess a fun fact about me is I, up until the point that I purchased my house in Ohio in 20 something, four years ago, five years ago, I moved every single year. Every time my lease was up, I moved from the age of 18 to probably the age of like 24 um don't quote me on the math that I just did because it probably it probably doesn't doesn't make sense but um (laughs) we all are bad at math remember so it's it's great it's It's fine (laughs) um but yeah I moved every year because I um I like the process of moving which is super weird I know it's weird but I like that I I well I'm yeah uh I like the house hunt I like moving I like new space I like to mess up something new so it's exciting <laughs> all right sorry i know that's a, it's fun like a fresh song. it's a fresh plate you like the right the, you know the white walls and you can take it from scratch and not do anything with it i also another fun fact until i moved into this very house that i'm living in now i've actually never hung pictures on my walls so that's depressing so but, you really um, like the white walls <laughs> <laughs> right i guess i guess so yeah it was I, it just <laughs> took too much time too much of a commitment when you know you're going to move the next year. It's like, eh, do I want to do that? But I I made it a point to like hang stuff up here and make it home. It probably has something to do with the fact that I have a kid. But, right. 
whatever. <laughs> That's debatable. Um, all right, cool. <clears throat> Fun fact. Um, icebreaker, Jesse. Icebreaker, yes. Hold one second, please. Oh my god, did she put us on hold? Right. <laughs> is, this, is this a podcast or okay? <laughs> okay. So okay. I like this question. Okay. Um what perspective did you have that changed after having a, a baby? After having your kids? Hmm. Hmm. It's a very thought-evoking question. I do. Um, what perspective did we have that changed after having a child? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go first. Okay. I got one. I was, I think, very naive to exactly how much more money you spend once you have a child. Mm-hmm. I think I was like, oh, I know it's more money, but like, because I was always like, oh, when you're financially ready, you have a kid. And then I was like, Psh, no one's ever financially ready. Just have a kid. <laughs> and then I had a kid and I'm like, well, now I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's just become the everyday life of me. Okay, <laughs> no, that... no, but it's I, I think I was like culture shocked. I was like, what? You have to pay for what? And what else? What else? I need even now, like when my kids have field trips or like their mm. feet grow within a, one week of me buying new shoes. I'm like, oh, my like, Here's yeah. all my money. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. Um, I would say just how prepared you have to be, like in every aspect. So I am very um, used to being able to get up and just leave the house. I don't do much. I keep the same bun in my hair for at least two to three weeks before I do anything <laughs> with it because I don't like to have to get ready. So um, I learned very quickly that I have to like prepare my child to leave the house, like have stuff in case they like do things. And um, that is a nuisance to me. It is a perspective that has changed because now I am, well, I'm still pretty not prepared. I've gone to Jesse's house with just one pull-up before, just a lone pull-up in and my no purse. Shoes. And no shoes. <laughs> well, I forgot his shoes. I didn't. They weren't going anywhere anyway. So it really <laughs> was not that important and high on my team. So I guess I didn't change. I'm still unprepared. Um, but not less than uh, when he was a baby baby, I used to carry his baby bag around everywhere. And it's like, why am I carrying it in the grocery store? Not going to change his diaper here. What's going to, what's the worst that can happen? Um, and a blowout. That's what. I know, but it never happened inside the grocery store. It's usually well, I guess the there's diapers at the grocery store too. So you'd be all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, worst case scenario. But I would read the most like horrific stories because, of course, when I first got pregnant, I joined all these like Facebook mom to be groups. And then I hear this horrific story about a lady who was her car broke down. She didn't have enough formula. Her baby was screaming. She didn't bring diapers. And she's like, don't ever do this. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? But um, <laughs> it's like that's it's rare that that really will ever occur. So I usually take my chances. What about you, Jesse? Okay, so I've thought about this question. And I, <laughs> for me, the best, so you guys have to bear with me. And let's just remember, or or not remember, because you probably don't know. But this is not <laughs> an indictment on how I feel as a mom, okay? Mm. <laughs> My motherhood. Girl, we don't judge. You know remember, no judge podcast. But, okay, so the... The one thing, well, one thing that really sticks out for me with this question is my stance on abortion. Mm. Okay. So, you know, before having kids, I was, I was very much against abortions, like very much. And I was always of the mind where it was like, oh, well, you know, you, you lay down, you, you know. You you did what you did, have you know, have a baby, take care of the baby, blah, 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 whatever. After obviously becoming a mom and seeing how difficult it is, how like how financially difficult it is, how mentally, physically, like every, like everything, mm-hmm. my stance changed. Where I was like, oh, well, it's so many reasons people 
would get an abortion. And I didn't think about those reasons prior to me being a mom, you know? Hey, and so was like I was really deep. <laughs> ours was like, oh, we forgot to go to the grocery store. And I'm like, oh, I'm broke okay. now. And she's like, <laughs> abortion. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, it got yeah. <laughs> no, it got that, I mean, that, I mean, that literally, I think about that still to this day regularly, like where yeah. it's like, it's insane how like I was before having kids. And then after it's like, you don't, I like, I did not consider everything that it takes, obviously, because you won't know until you're in it, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't think about everything and think about the reasons people would actually have an abortion. Yeah. Your you eyes know? just kind of like open up more to yeah, what life yes. is like as a mother. Exactly. And like the things that like, I feel like even though it's been a, a tough journey for me, I feel like. I've had a lot more support than I know most people that I know have had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've had a lot more help and a lot, you know, more people to guide me in one direction or the other, you know, than most people I know. And so that's why I was like, even with me having what I feel like was, you know, a lot of help and great people to help me, you know, be a good mom it's still been like the most difficult thing in my life. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. I would say motherhood so, for sure is the most difficult thing I've ever done. Yes. And so like for me that like it opened my eyes to, you know, how much it really takes to be a mom, to be a parent. And, you know, I kind of softened on the thought of abortion after really That's becoming fair. a parent. Yeah. I, I think a whole lot of different perspectives um, occur once you become uh, a mom. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's a lot of things that I, I, I think my opinion had changed. It's a good question, though. It's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, I thought it, I, I think I was just naive. Like, I had, mm-hmm. I had my son when I was 23, mm-hmm. and um, I was like my only friend. I had one other friend that had kids and then it was at it. And I thought, no, oh, I got this. I'm young. Like I can handle this. And mm-hmm. it's was like way more than I ever thought it was going to be. Way more, way, way more. more. Yes. And I had, I had my son when I was 19. Good for I was you. 19, yeah, I was 19. And it was like, you know, yes, it was a lot more than I expected. A lot more than I thought it would be. I knew it would be hard. I, I was not naive to that fact. I knew it would be difficult. I knew, you know, that it would be a lot to, to, to partake, but it was just like, you know, I, I got to do what I have to do. That literally was my mm-hmm. thought. I ha- got to do what I have to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I did. I laid down. I got to take care of this baby, you know? And obviously that is accurate when you, you know, if you decide to have to kid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it literally, it really did just change my mind on, you know, abortion and how I looked at abortion, you know? fair that's fair yeah. for sure no that's a good one i um i think that can uh be a good segue into the first little thought that i had um what would you say is something that well i guess you guys probably just answered it a little bit what's but... something that you wish someone would have told you about being a mom before coming a mom before coming a mom, did I say me? Be- becoming a mom before becoming. I, a mom. I don't. Before yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know if I said coming or becoming. I'm not really sure. You know, you have to come to become a mom. So <laughs> <laughs> somebody does. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness! I, you have you ever done that before? Where it's like you say something and you don't know if you just said the right thing or the <laughs> yes. wrong. Thing? Yep. <clears throat> totally. Okay. okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, what's one thing that you would say, I wish somebody would have told me this and obviously not how hard it is because we just talked about that. But what's something else that you wish, like, I wish they would have told me this. This would have been nice to know because we probably have moms that are listening, new moms, expecting moms, maybe people who aren't moms, but may be a mom one day um, listening to, to us. So what's one thing that you guys would say is like, Good to um, know. I'll go. Um, go ahead. I wish someone would have 
given me more perspective on the mental health of what mothers have to go through. Like Mm. I knew postpartum depression existed, but I didn't really ever feel like anyone explained enough to me about it or that it was as common as it really is. I thought it was just like a random person would get it. It wasn't like super common and you must have like be really depressed your whole pregnancy and that's how you got it. Or I didn't, wasn't educated. I feel like enough on the fact that your mental stability is going to be like a roller coaster beyond pregnancy. And like, everyone's like, Oh, your hormones make you cry. make you sad. They make you angry, all these things. And then you have a kid and I just thought it like, okay, you should be fine now. All the hormones are all going back to normal. But Mm -hmm. I ended up having postpartum depression with my second um, son and I wasn't prepared at all. I thought it was, it was a, it was a dark place. Yeah. It was a dark place. And I, if I could tell any mothers about it now who are pregnant or want to be pregnant or any of that, I would tell them that it gets better and to get help and don't do it by yourself. And even if you think you, you hate your kid or you're having these bad thoughts that won't last forever. Like you won't, you won't feel like that forever. I just feel like there wasn't enough people talking about mental illness when I was having kids. And and the fact that it's, it's pretty common and pretty scary to have that sort of thing. I think everybody probably knows at least one person that went through postpartum for sure. So that's, that's a really good point. Um, Jesse, do you want to go or do you want to go? Um, I'm not sure. I got to think of it first. Jasmine, you go then. Okay. Um, so I would say that I wish, um, I wish I was told how much anxiety I would have. (laughs) That goes back to mental health, man. it, It does. And it is directly related for sure to mental health, but I, I think more so with me, like I wish somebody would have just said, you aren't going to be able to protect your child from everything. And that doesn't make you a bad mom. Like it's, it's one of those things where you feel like your obligation is to make sure you keep this human as protected as possible. Mm. But in reality, it's unrealistic to put that type of expectation on yourself that they're never going to get hurt, that they're never going to be in harm's way. Um, They have to actually get out and experience things. And that's how they, they grow and they learn and they develop too. So um, I think in the earlier, and obviously he's only about to be three, but in the earlier part of his life, first couple years, I think I was really hard on myself about um, not putting him in certain environments or making sure, like, I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust anybody that, like, babysitters, especially with me being in Florida and having a child in a state where I have no family at all, um, that wasn't the the plan, but that's how it turned out. So that even furthered my anxiety because I don't have my mom here. I don't have anybody here that I'm like, I can wholeheartedly trust you um, with, with my child. So I think that was the biggest thing for me is like, if somebody just said, Hey, you're going to feel like crap some days because you're going to feel like you should have protected him from certain things and you, it was kind of out of your hands, but it's okay. Um, Maybe it would have helped. Maybe not, but I think it's something that that's kind of worth saying for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Nobody's perfect. And I think you go into it pretending to be perfect. You're going to end up in failure. Oh, yeah. Mm hundred percent. What about you? Buns? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Did you just call her buns because she has a bun in her hair? Because you also have a bun in your hair. I do. I I don't know. The bun sisters. I don't know why I said that. It was just the first thing that came to my mind. I'm delusional. Okay. Well... Mm -hmm. So the first thing that comes to mind is I wish that someone would just give me a playbook, you know, how to raise successful, emotionally (laughs) intelligent children, you know, and then, then you you know, everything is good. Right. But obviously that's unrealistic. So, okay. I'm glad you said that second part because (laughs) I was getting worried. Like, Ooh, does she think that one of those are out? I was like, don't have her tell future mothers out there. There's a book. book." (laughs) Right. Right. 
but okay but now that that fantasy is is done um <laughs> you guys said such great things you really did i i think that it i guess it kind of goes along the lines of what jasmine said a little bit but it's just giving yourself a little grace you know give yourself grace don't be so hard on yourself about everything, about every decision you make, about, you know, everything that pertains to, you know, parenthood, you know, yeah. just give yourself that's a good a, one. For relax sure. a little bit. Yeah. And not be so hard on yourself when it comes to the decisions you make. As and long you as you what? make those decisions with good intent, you know. I think you can even add to that and say like, Give other mothers grace too. Like, yeah. don't be the douchebag side eyeing the mom that's having trouble with her kid. Don't like. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you a douchebag, but you kind of are if that's what you're doing. Um, I think <laughs> don't be a ball sack. As, as, right? <laughs> don't be a ball sack. <laughs> um, I think that goes for everybody. Just give mm-hmm. like just. I feel like people are so society's just so hard on everybody, and it really creates a level of anxiety that's really unnecessary because nobody's perfect. So mm-hmm. you, I, I just feel like every, nobody has the right to judge. So like give, give grace, extend it, help a mom every once in a while. Well, like it, a takes human. A, it takes a village. They say it takes a village to it, raise oh a child. Gosh, right? yeah. If women yes. would stop judging other women about their mothering skills, you would have a village. Like I yeah. remember I have this, this flash into my head. I saw when I was had a one of my young babies and I was in like a Target bathroom and there was a woman by herself with like a screaming infant like it was probably a month old maybe and it was like an explosive diaper and she was just she I could see tears streaming down her face she wasn't crying but I could see them tears and I went up to her and I was very nice and I was like I was like do you need help I was like I don't mind you know entertaining the baby or we can tag team and she was like no I'm fine and I know she I know it's because she thinks that I was judging her like, oh, you're not doing a good job. And I was just trying to help. And I get that because I don't know how I would feel in that situation. Like maybe maybe I'd be like, I really do want help, but I'm afraid you think that I don't know how to take care of my baby. But if we would all just kind of like and be like, no, I really I just want to help. Like I've been there. I've been the mom by myself with an explosive diaper that you feel like your kid could roll off the table while you're trying to wipe its butt. Like you just need an extra set of hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wish everybody would just breathe and help each other. Yeah. Right. Yep. No, hundred percent. Um, so <laughs> I, that's a good segue. We're segueing right through this thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what would you say? I don't want to say failure because that's not a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would you say is, as a mom, this is a judgment-free zone. We're almost like Planet Fitness. Um, <laughs> sorry. We're, we're not affiliated with Planet Fitness anyway. Unless you want to sponsor us. Unless and then, you want to sponsor us. No judgment zone. <laughs> Get that mom bod back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what would you say is one of the the biggest lessons that you learned? And I honestly, I want to, I kind of want to hear a story. So I put on here mom failure. But I don't want to put it as like a failure. But what's like an, a lesson? What's a crazy like this happened and I learned from it and I know not to do this again? Um, or a, a, just a story of just you not being. In- you know, you messed it up. Yeah, you, know you, messed, you messed up. up. And you're just like, fuck this, this. Because we all need to admit that we messed up so that we can mm-hmm. tell other mothers that no, we're not all perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I Yeah. I got... Well, oh, I mean, I actually wrote that down, but I don't actually have anything readily available. I think I've messed up um, quite a few times. Um, but I will, I, you know, I'll go first, actually. I'll go first and um, I'll keep it uh, kind of high level and in detail just for the sake of people involved. But um, I think one of my biggest lessons or the things where I, I feel like, oh, I could have handled this better was with my son's dad and how long I allowed a toxic relationship to be in the presence of my son. Um, That was one of the things where 
looking back, I'm like, man, like just when you think of them being so young, you don't think it's as impactful as it truly is. Until I started reading books and learning about how the mind develops and what kids remember and what they take away, even if they can't talk and things like that. So um, I think that was one of my biggest kind of pitfalls um, that I look back and I'm like, man, I would have done that differently is how long I allow just toxicity to be around him um, before, before changing it. I like it. I mean, I don't like it. I like it a lot. I'm (laughs) right. That's so frustrating because that, that was was my example. (laughs) Was it really? (laughs) That was literally my answer. Okay. Well, I'll go next so you can have more time to think Jesse. Yeah. Um, I think mine is, is a parenting is a parenting, I call it a fail. Like, you know how you watch fail videos? I don't think you're like a failure. It's like a parenting fail. Oh, that's so much better. Yeah, take off the URL. Yeah, it's like a parenting fail. That's not how you spell it. Sorry, I do know how to spell. So now I'm not good at math or spelling. Two things that I excelled at as a child. Oh, your poor child. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Um, So mine is, is that you kind of, you learn from your own parents, like what to do and what not to do. And mm-hmm. I feel like I picked up um, some good and bad habits from my own parents. Uh, and I think one that I should have tweaked better was, and I still to this day struggle with it, is how I um, how I address my kids when I immediately find out they've done something wrong or they've done something mm. They shouldn't have and they know they shouldn't have something like that. I know that they did wrong and they know they did it wrong and it was dumb. I immediately go. There's no filter. I I just kind of like see red a little bit, which is bad. And I remember a specific time when both my kids were young (laughs) and individually and they did something and they were too young to understand they did it wrong. And I yelled. I yelled hard. I yelled at them in their face. And I will very specifically remember my younger son leaving the room crying from me, yelling at him. And then when I opened the door to check on him like 10 or so minutes later, he huddled under the covers and pulled him down and said, no, mommy, don't come in. I'm scared of you. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really... It's pretty sucky. And um, that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, yes, I do believe in being like the disciplinary and I I do believe in harsh parenting, but there has to be a balance. And I'm to this day learning to like take a deep breath once I they're telling me that they've done something wrong, that it's not the end of the world, that I can get through it. And when I feel like I can't get through it and I learn that I walk away and I go get my husband and I say, I I can't. I can't do this. You have to do this. But yeah, yeah, it was like, it was a big learning experience that, you know, I got to call myself. And it's funny because that's what my dad did to me. I, my dad was very strong and authoritative and he very much believed in, in scaring you. He believed Mm -hmm. in scaring you so that you would never do that again. And I remember being a kid being like, when I have kids, I am never going to do this to my kids. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those very big eye-opening moments where I, I flashed to my dad and I was like, shit. Yeah. I was like, now I am my dad. Yeah. And I love my dad. He's a great guy. But, you know, you live and learn. You know, every there's no handbook, like we said. So he didn't have right. a handbook when he was trying to figure it out. And, yeah. you know, I've learned now that take a breath, take a step back, listen more. But, yeah, that, we all have our faith. Yeah, no, I love that. And that breath, like, literally is, like, life-saving. Yeah. Like, okay. I do that often where it's, like, uh, my son will do something that is like, I can't like, I and even today I told, I called Jesse and I'm like, I feel like it should be, I feel like mom shouldn't get sick. I feel like it's not fair because we still have to do everything even when we're sick. And I've seen that commercial. There's a commercial that makes yes. fun of that. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's like, that is how I felt today because I'm not like, I'm not sick. Like, I've been way sicker, but my throat is just, it hurt to, to talk. So when you have a three-year-old, just like, mom, mom, I want to do this, mom. I want, and I'm just like, please stop talking. Like, I just need you to just, st-. like, I, I literally felt like I was going to lose my shit today. And I'm like, that breath of like that just couple seconds to just 
like deep breath, it does change everything because it does give you a time to kind of reset and think before you before you react. And I like I literally actively practice that where it's like before I react, I will take a deep breath to make sure I'm like because I get I get annoyed. I'm just like, this is yeah, not I I, to this day, I'm still working on it. I have good days and bad days, more good days now than bad days. So yeah, that's good. Progress. Progress is the goal. Always. Oh, right, right. oh my God. So you guys are the worst. Okay. Because <laughs> I love because the encouragement on. coming from you. But this no, listen. So not only did Jasmine take my first answer, but then I'm like, okay. And then I thought, and you took like legit took the second response <laughs> I was going to say. And it's like, okay, I can come up with something else. I'm sure. <laughs> You know, she said, just give me until tomorrow. And I it's so funny though, because first. sometimes we ask you to go first, and she's like, No, no, I'm not me first. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's but see, like this is this this particular subject is like it's a great subject to talk about, and it's really easy. It's not mm-hmm. like something hard where you gotta think really heavily about things, you know, for me at least. <laughs> and so, like now it's like, oh, okay, so. Yeah, the discipline when it comes to discipline. Yeah, that that is something that, you know, I feel like I failed at earlier on in my kid's life. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's like, I, but now it's like, okay. What, you're just showing that all of us moms are similar too, though. Like, mm-hmm. right. you may think you're the only one that has this big issue that you think you failed at. Like, oh, I failed because, you know, my kid told me he was scared of me. And, you know, I just found out that, Jesse, you said you struggled with some of your discipline issues with your kids. So, like, now mm-hmm. I don't feel alone. Maybe mm-hmm. our listeners will have the same idea. Like, hey, it's it's more than just me. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I got to come up with something, though. Hold on. I we can't. We... With... <laughs> I can. I'll tell a funny story. And, Jesse, as soon as you think of it, just interrupt me. Because this, was, <laughs> this is a, a funny mom fail I had. When okay. my youngest son was, like, three, uh, two, maybe two, uh, we went to... Uh, like a convention and literally he's in the stroller. As soon as we get into the convention, I paid like, it's one of those you pay and you're in. And then once you're out, you're out and you, you can't go anymore. Mm-hmm. And I paid and I got it literally as soon as I get in, the entire like bottle of juice he was drinking all over him, all over him. And this is when I thought I was like super experienced and didn't bring a change of clothes. I didn't bring anything. I was like you, I brought like a diaper and I was like, <laughs> I'm good. And um, so, you know what? My kid um, we took all his clothes off and he sat in the stroller in his diaper, which then he took that off because he was like, it's oh. wet. So, and then I walked around and people are, I'm like trying to use this like burp rag thing to cover his parts. And um, like, they, I get all these looks like, what, what's wrong with your kid, your naked kid. <laughs> and then he looks at me and he's so loud and he goes, cold, cold, <laughs> like, cool. Now everyone thinks I just don't clothe my child and he's at home cold all the time. Oh that my was my, my mini mom fail where I was like, well, crap. That so, is funny. We didn't stay very long. That's <laughs> hilarious. I'm, it, and that's how it naturally would happen, right? You'll, uh-huh. you'll pay to get in and then everything will go wrong. And yes. then it's like, well, you're stuck. So either you waste your money or. Uh, yep. Or you get the people looking at you because you they, they think you don't have money for your kids clothes. <laughs> yep oh my god that's funny um yeah jesse are you are you okay all right so i have one i have one so okay now this this happened when my son was maybe three okay so i was dating someone okay dating someone and we were really close we got really you know we were really close this is my daughter's father and um we I allowed him to discipline my son Mm -hmm. and it was the worst miss not I wouldn't say the worst mistake in my life but it was something that still like touches me to this that like still I think about and because it was like the look my son gave me and it wasn't he didn't like he didn't hit him or anything it was just the the way he talked to him it it, my son looked at me like like I didn't protect him Mm. it was the worst feeling like I ever had 
in my life when my son looked at me like I didn't protect him, even though he was, oh my God, I'm about to cry. <laughs> That's how I was when my son told me he was scared of me. So I get it. Oh my God. So, you know, it was just when he looked at me like that, I was like, oh my God, like, was, was that like a mistake mm-hmm. to allow him to, you know, to talk to him? And, you know, so it was just, that was a time where it was a big fail to me, you know? No. But it was eye-opening for you to just be like it was. It was very eye-opening. I was like, I didn't realize it would be that like it would be that um what's the word I'm looking for? Um, traumatic? Right. Yeah. That's traumatic. what I was gonna say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, it was, that's that's a big one. Yeah. And but, I think so. kids don't understand, and even as like an adult now, I feel like a lot of times when you get older, especially when you have kids, you you then understand your parents more. And you extend yeah. way more grace to your parents because you're like, this shit is hard, first of all. Right. And I secondly, apologize to my parents so many seriously, times. Seriously, it's like, shit, like, I, like, how did you do it? And then w- when I look at it, I look at, like, there was four of us at once. Like, mm-hmm. that, I couldn't imagine. All basically around the same age. There's, like, right? there's a three-year gap between me and Jesse. But uh-huh. with Jesse and our two older brothers, there's just, they're year after year. So it's right. like, it's like that there you were, that's a lot. And then kids don't realize, especially that first one, like they're a guinea pig. They, they mm-hmm. you know, you're, yes. you're trying everything out. And then by the second one, it's like, unless you have a different gender, then maybe, <laughs> maybe they're a guinea pig too. So I think definitely <laughs> you, you extend a lot of grace when it comes to that. Like I know I do with my parents for sure, where it's like, um, more specifically, like my mom was very like super emotional and loving, but my my dad, I think I extend even more grace to him because I you just never know how much they don't know and how much they're mimicking their parents. So right. it's like they're they're giving everything that they know to give. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. just I mean, just like you were saying, Michelle, like they're they're giving everything they know to give. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's what's nicest because we are we have the opportunity to see that and to kind of get in front of it because now we're able to say, okay, this is these are the things I don't want to pass down. There's some things I do want to pass down for sure because there's a lot of things that I think our parents did did correctly, but. There's definitely mm-hmm. um, opportunities to to improve that. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, did you guys have anything that we didn't discuss the last episode that you wanted to to bring up this one? If you not, just brought something up that I wanted that I wanted to touch on. Actually, just you said how like the first one is the guinea pig, and I know you only have one, Jasmine, mm-hmm. but I think Jesse and I can attest that there's such a big parenting style difference between your first mm-hmm. kid. And your second kid. Mm -hmm. And then maybe even for Jesse, for your second kid and your third kid. Like, I remember being like super protective of my first son. I was like, let's stick him in a bubble. I was like, (laughs) my eyeballs were on the monitor all night. Like Mm -hmm. everything I could do to make sure he was going to grow up to be perfect. I was like all over it. And I was like, don't eat off the floor. There is like 5,000 germs and you could get herpes or something. And then like now my, my second kid, like... I, he's like he's like look what I found and he eats it and I was like dog food or cat food and, and I was like it's it, it, so much less I realized that kids are so much more resilient and yeah, so there's like mm-hmm. a whole lot more they can get through that I didn't really think they could get through with my first mm-hmm. one and even now with my with my second one I, I I I think I get judged all the time because I am a little bit more relaxed with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like very relaxed with my kids for the most part. I mean, I am the disciplinary and I have expectations, but I, you know, my kid eats potato chips out of the bag until he doesn't want to eat them anymore. And I don't really care. And you know <laughs> what? And when it comes to dinner, if he's like, I'm not hungry, then I go, you're not eating the rest of the night. And he knows that's how it's going to be. So, you know what? If you ate freaking half a bag of chips and that's all you're going to eat the rest of the day, you're not going to die. You're not, Whereas, I was literally about to say that you're not going to die. You're going to yeah. just wake up tomorrow and maybe make a different decision. Yeah. And right. Like, <laughs> whereas my first kid, I was like, you will eat three and a half chicken nuggets before you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny because I have I have diet on here because this is something that I've actually struggled with. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the perfect segue. into. Oh. <laughs> Hey, I'm so good at this segue stuff without knowing. Um, 
Because I, so I have struggled. I've actually looked into, not recently, but maybe when my my son first started eating like real food, um, Mm. I looked into those little um, meal prep things where they like send you kid meals to make sure that they're getting like all of their nutrients and all that shit and stuff like that. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a thing. I looked into it and then I was like, oh, I'm money for this. I'm not going to do that at all. I just will wing it and buy plates with dividers in it and hope that I fill it with the right stuff. But what do you guys think? And now that you have multiple kids, um, how, like, obviously nutrition is important. I I know that a hundred percent, but how do you guys handle like diets and making sure that they're eating the things that they're supposed to be eating? Michelle's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'll let Jesse go first, though. So. Listen. So <laughs> I used to be. I used to be the parent where I didn't have juice in my house. I didn't like. I I like sugar was not a thing that we did like or, or you know took in regularly or at least the the you know processed sugar and all of that stuff. But it was like I was really like heavy into not giving them basically it was just the sugar the sugar was the main thing for me you know what I'm saying now I am very different um I definitely 100% feel like you should regulate what they eat as far as just trying to be you know at least being on a, a healthier path. At the same time, I realized that it's not realistic for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Myself being included in that, you know, it's just not realistic when it comes to, you know, trying to make sure they eat every, like all healthy things. It's just never going to happen where they eat things that are just healthy all the time. And I'm I'm honestly I'm at a crossroads now because I have it where my kids, you know, we are on I don't I'm not I'm not calling it a diet. It's just you only get sugar two days out the week at this point. Sugar two days out just to cut back because now I feel like I've become so lenient where I allow them to, you know, drink the juice when they want to drink the juice or you went way heavy one way and way heavy the other. Exactly. I never found a a happy medium because I, like you said, yes, I was extreme on one side, then went extreme on the other. It's just, so I definitely do believe that there should be a balance, you know, at the same time, I feel like, I definitely feel like it's easier said than done. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I, um, I will start with my kids when they were babies. Um, so I was so into everything being perfect with my my first kid. And so was my husband, actually. He was like, he's like, I, I'm not buying baby food. We are making baby food. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband, he was the king at it. He he made my son's baby food as soon as you were able to have baby food until he went on to real food. And my husband was so proud of it. He's like, I'm the little, I'm the baby chef and all this stuff. And um, it was really cute. And my son loved it. He he loved baby food and it was, it was great. And then he went into real food and everything was awesome. My second son rolls around. My husband's all excited to be like, I'm making baby food. The baby chef is back. And my son was like, ah, 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 I don't like any of this. My son w- did not like my, my younger son did not like baby food at all. He would not eat baby food. So my, Youngest son went from milk to regular food. <laughs> just right. At, and it's called, I guess it's like, it's got some science term, like baby lead weaning or something. I'm not mm. real hip with all the terms or whatever, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's where they, the babies just decide on their own what they can and can't eat. And like mine you, I minced like every food on the planet. So it was all only like these little teeny tiny micro cubes, but um, mm. yeah, th- that was, that was the difference between them. But then as they got older, um, I was very much the same way with Jesse. I was like, we would have juice, but we'd cut the juice with water. So you get like, you get like half juice and half water. Mm-hmm. Like that was like a treat. And um, 
now it's like uh, my youngest one comes home and and he's like, mom, you make me chocolate milk. And I was like, you got it, kid. Let's go. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, But yeah, I think I both my kids struggled with eating when they were a lot younger and they're like toddler phase because they're I don't know, Jasmine, if your kid has done it or not. But my both my kids went through a phase of I will not eat anything but this one thing for like forever. So Mm. with my older son, he I I swear to you for one solid month, he ate nothing but Ritz crackers, (laughs) Ritz crackers for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Oh, my my daughter loves crackers. Yeah. And there was like literally like a Thanksgiving where the, the whole story was that my son wouldn't have any turkey. He had a plate of Ritz crackers for Thanksgiving dinner. Like it was just a whole thing. Um, but I was so worried. Like I took him to the doctor. I was like, what's going on? He won't, he like literally would rather starve himself than eat anything but Ritz crackers. And she's like, he's fine. He's gaining weight. Fine. He's fine. It's a phase. He'll get, he'll go through it. And I was I like, are you sure? I'm sorry. I <laughs> went like legit. I just spoke to my daughter, my youngest daughter's doctor, because she, she's in that phase where she doesn't really want to eat anything. Like she doesn't care. She'll eat a banana for breakfast and be fine. You know, and, but they said they, you know, they said she's gaining weight. She's doing fine. I wouldn't worry about it. I exactly. And I I was good with that with my older son, but my younger son, he is so picky and I have to be Mm -hmm. very careful because he is very much a snacker and Mm -hmm. um, he will snack and then not eat dinner. And that's when I tell you that's fine. So now we have rules though set. So like, for example, he loves, he's a big sweets kid. Um, And I'm like, okay, well, if you don't eat all of your dinner, you can't have sweets. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And sometimes he'll forfeit, he'll forfeit dessert because he doesn't want to eat all the dinner. I'm like, that's fine. No, no dessert then. And then he'll have like a snack before dinner. I'll be like, okay, but if you don't eat your dinner, you're not getting anything else. And he's like, okay. So when dinner comes and he eats like two bites and he goes, I'm full. And I go, you're full because you had a snack. And he's like, well, I don't want any more food. I'm like, you're not going to get dessert. And he's like, okay, fine. And he tries like his attitude at me. So Mom takes the plate and puts aluminum foil around the dinner plate, sticks it in the microwave. No, I don't turn it on, but I just stick it in there to store it. And, <laughs> oh, and people are thinking, Michelle, don't stick it in the microwave. It's just to store it. Um, and I then, didn't even have that thought because that's the same thing. My I paranoia do. just goes, she's going like, <laughs> to blow up her kitchen. No. Um, but then, of course, like an hour after dinner, mommy, I'm hungry. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I guess you should have eaten your dinner. He goes, oh, but there's no more dinner left, so I have to have a snack. And I'm like, oh, actually, <laughs> here's your dinner. And right. he's like, I don't want that. I'm like, this is your option. You yeah. eat this dinner or you don't eat anything. So, like, yeah. he's gotten better because he knows there's no other options. He knows he's mm-hmm. either eat this food or get nothing. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I, right now I'm at the point where I'm like, if he really wants to eat, he'll eat. If he doesn't, then he won't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I... uh I think I've been relatively lucky um, with my son and just his appetite. He likes almost everything that I like. We're like best friends for real. Like he <laughs> he literally eats things that I would not like. He loves salad and like mostly the croutons, but like, whatever. <laughs> That's my kind of kid right there. <laughs> yeah, he mostly loves the croutons, but he'll eat the lettuce too. Um but he loves a lot of the things that I like. I now when he was younger, I I think I was putting more pressure on myself to make sure he ate like a balanced diet. Um, but now it's like, he understands that when we're at home, when we're out just at Jesse's house, cause that's the only place that we go. Um, he definitely is more like he'll show out where it's like, Oh, I'm not going to eat that. But when we're at home, it's like, if you want fruit snacks, you'll have to eat all your food or eat most of it. I usually bargain with them. Like, okay, just eat half of the burger and you can get a fruit snack. Um, and, but, I'm like, no, you eat it or you get nothing. I, so you know, <laughs> I, I tend to over, I have to remember that he's, that he's young and he's yeah, little I and I tend to over make everything. So his burger, half of, half of a burger that I make would typically be a nice little baby burger. Um, so I, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I usually give the dogs the other half. Don't judge me, but my dogs eat very no well judgment right here. Um, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so we we have done a lot of compromising, and more recently than past, he has like actually become very like receptive to the bargaining thing. Like, okay, you have to eat this amount 
and you have to eat this amount in order to get this reward. And he'll Mm -hmm. actually, he'll actually do it. So it's been a lot, it's been a lot easier at this point um, than it has in the past. Can I just point out the fact that I said fruit snacks and he just went (laughs) and he just went in the cabinet and brought this to me (laughs) silently, hasn't said a word still. He's like, mom. I'm obeying the rules and I heard about (laughs) rewards for obeying the Um, rules. (laughs) Right? I'm like, I think you have to give the kid fruit snacks. I I mean, I think our listeners would agree. So give the baby kids fruit snacks. That is not happening. Um, (laughs) Not at 1030. It's not. um, No. Sorry, kid. I tried. I tried. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so. Yeah, we definitely struggled with it in the beginning. And again, I think it was more so me and like, oh, I have to make sure that I'm feeding him all of these different things, which I think nutrition is super important. Like I am very, I'm very, I'm very like uh, active and okay, fine, fine. I'm just going to hold on. Sorry. Is (laughs) is he going to die? Is he going to (laughs) die? He's not gonna die. And actually, his birthday is in an hour and a half. So yes, celebratory um fruit snacks. I love it. Happy birthday, kiddo. He is literally out of here. Two seconds later. Okay. Um (laughs) I am very big on like staying active. I think building healthy habits help Mm. when they're young. And I know it's it's definitely challenging because first off, when you look at the economy and how expensive it is to eat healthy. It's outlandish. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense um, because you can go and get something that's artificial and unhealthy for a fraction of the cost. But I am very big on like trying to build those habits early because I don't, it's harder to break them once you have eaten a certain way your entire life. It's harder to change that when you're older. So I do try to make sure that he's eating relatively healthy, but I'm on my first kid. So maybe I'll not give a shit by my second. Who knows? (laughs) And he's still, what? I mean, he's still three. So he's still young. I can not give a shit tomorrow. I think that's another thing I I like give myself an excuse for is that both of my kids are active kids. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, you can have cereal for dinner. You just worked out at the gym for four hours. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the balance is is huge and just building those habits early because it's it definitely is difficult, I think, to break those once. Because I so there's it, this is a side note. I have um I have we have cousins that their mom made them like no slouching, they like, sit up straight like their whole life, right? So I envy that because I wish I, like now I, if I sit up straight, I, it hurts for me to it do does that. Hurt. If I was trained that way my whole entire life, first of all, I wouldn't have that little line on my stomach because my stomach folds because I sit like this all the fucking day. Um, and it would, only I have just, one of those. <laughs> I think, I think my stomach has more than one of those lines. <laughs> But I, it's like little things like that that you don't think about but it's like you, you it's like oh don't be so strict it's 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 fine like they can slouch but I actually would have appreciated being forced to sit up straight and not freaking slouch my whole life but you know whatever. 100%. they tried so they didn't have a handbook neither so they sure the fuck didn't that is I, I'm <laughs> cussing them out this one um all right we're getting getting to the end maybe yeah no. yeah we no. Ice melter? <laughs> ice melter. Um, yeah. Any last things before we go ice melter? Because I think we talked about a lot. We, I think big picture here is give yourself some grace. Motherhood is fucking hard and there's no book. So there's mm-hmm. no book and don't pretend like anything's going to ever be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. Your kid's not going to be perfect. And guess what? It's going to be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless they turn out to be school shooters. Just kidding. Sorry. School cheaters? School shooters. Oh, shooters. That's even worse. Sorry. Sorry. So care a little bit, you know? (laughs) Don't just let it go. But Hey, guys, remember, Jasmine's a first-time mom. (laughs) I mean, pretty big problem that's going on in the world right now. Okay. No, we definitely give yourself some grace. Nobody's perfect. 
We love yes. everybody. Especially Jasmine. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, listen. Flaws and all, I'm here. And I'll be super <laughs> transparent about it. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Jesse, close it out before I say some shit that's going to get me in trouble. Oh, shit. Okay. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me find the closing page. <laughs> the ice melter. Melt the ice. Oh, oh we need the ice melter first? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I right. feel like I'm, first of all, in love with the fact that ice melter has stuck. She and tried, we're, listeners, just so you know, she tried to can it this week. She's like, you guys should get rid of ice you, melter. No, like, nah, because girl, I didn't want it. working too hard on it. I, I have been working really hard to make it stick. And mm. now watch another podcast. they be like, we're going to have an ice melter. And we're going to be like, <laughs> copyright, give us some money. No, I'm just <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So what would you guys say is, this is a two-parter. Okay. What would you guys say is the easiest thing about being a parent and what's the hardest thing about being a parent? Ooh, I know. So I saw an Instagram reel. Um, That's the way to <laughs> How go. you know you're a new mom? I saw an Instagram reel. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw an Instagram reel that said, um, shit, I forgot what it said. I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it up because I had it in my head and then Michelle threw me off. And now I lost it. You're welcome. I'm, yep, I lost it. I had my answer that I was going to steal from somebody on Instagram. Um, I think the easiest part of being a parent is shit. Okay, I wasn't ready. Sorry, Michelle. You can go. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. I'll go since since y'all not ready. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think, and this is just for me. I think it's an opinion thing. I think everybody has their own opinion about what the easiest thing is. But for me, the easiest thing, what I knew I was going to be good at beforehand and I was right and I will be right is to unconditionally freaking love my kids and I know that yeah, doesn't that was because... my answer <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know that's and that's not because of mental illness that's not everyone's thing so I'm not mm-hmm. judging if it's not your thing but for me like I was so passionate about being a mom beforehand and I had infertility struggles and it just made that that love grow even stronger because I knew once this kid was going to get here like I was just going to smother it with all of the love that my heart had to give. And I, to this day, like my, my oldest son who is 13, I literally like attack him with hugs and kisses all over his face. Like one of those annoying mothers, (laughs) because I just can't help it. Like I, there is no other love than you have for your kids. It's this strong, uncontrollable love that I can't explain at all. Yeah. And, um, so that is something I knew I was going to be good at. What was the other thing? That I knew I was gonna be bad. Um, the hardest thing. Oh, the hardest thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think I did not realize how. I I'm a very kind of like hard personality. I don't know. That's not the right word, but like I can can I can hide my emotions pretty well when I want to, mm-hmm. and um, I did not realize how hard it would be when my kids were in pain to to try to mask that for them. Mm-hmm. Um. So like whether it's physical or emotional pain that they're in and how much that would affect me. I did not realize that like I'll just go all the way back to infancy, like when they get their shots, like you're supposed to be a big, Mm -hmm. brave dog for them when they get their shots. And my kid gets a shot and I am bawling my eyes out harder than the baby (laughs) themselves because I'm like, I cannot believe this doctor hurt my baby. And I know you're not really hurting my baby, but I just it's this intense, like guttural pain that you feel when they feel pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are good. Those yeah. are really good answers. Um, Jesse, did you want to go or do you want me to go? I can go. Okay. Okay. Wait, did so, you say I can go? Oh wait. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, Jesse, please go. <laughs> so, um, Michelle, I'm sorry, but I will steal your answer. Steal away is the best one. <laughs> it it is like honestly, I I knew that was going to be my answer when I thought of the question because it was just. It, it's literally the easiest part for me. Mm-hmm. Like loving my kids, showing them love. Like I love to see the look on my kids' face just when I like give them a hug. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. and when they give me a hug, like it's just the love is the easiest part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, the hardest thing for me is not knowing whether or not your decisions are the right decisions. Mm, well, the really uncertainty. Good. that That's yes. the hardest part, I believe. It's like, you just never know. You never know. You Your intent could be great, obviously, and but 
obviously the outcome could end up totally different than you intended it to be, you know? So mm. that for me is the hardest part is not really knowing whether the decisions you make are the right decisions. Yeah. Mm. Those shit. Okay. All right. Well, don't you wish you would have not cheated off Instagram reels? <laughs> I know I should have gone first. What have I done? This is uh, difficult. So easiest, obviously I would say the easiest is the the, the love that I have for my son. Like that, I mean, it, it, that is going to be the easiest for me, but I don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say something different. Um, so that would be first because that is the easiest thing to do. Like I'm literally obsessed with him. It's probably unhealthy. She's um, very obsessed. I am because he's my best friend. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's the best. And I really don't want him to grow up and like find other friends because I'll feel sad. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, that'll probably be the hardest part for me. It's not even going to count. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I would say the next thing that I would say would be the easiest would be, um, I think, creating a, a routine with him has been very easy for me to do and staying consistent. Um, that's one thing that I thought I would probably struggle with. But once I became laser focused and removed all of the extra distractions out of my life, I think it became very easy um, to create a routine so that way he can just learn to the best of his ability. With potty training, Mm -hmm. routines are extremely important. And I think we were able to kind of champion that really, really quickly because I was able to to create that routine and remain consistent in that. Um, So that would be the easiest because I can't, because, you know, loving him is already taken. Um, The most (laughs) challenging part, the hardest part of being a mom, I would say, would be Jesse probably took my answer, honestly, because I say it all the time. It's like, I wish I knew that this decision that I'm making is the right decision. I wish I could just look in the future and see like, okay, well, like even when it comes to like picking a daycare, like mm-hmm. it is it is the most challenging part to to try to figure out who you would trust to have a hand in raising your child because they spend almost more of their time there than they do at home. And a lot of instances, and he's there from, I mean, morning to to evening when I get off. So um, I think that honestly, I'm going to steal that answer because that is the most challenging part for me. It's like, I second guess everything when it comes to him and every decision, because I, I don't want to, I don't want to screw him up. Right. So I agree with you guys. That's a great answer for sure. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna steal that one as my as my hardest because that is truly like the hardest, the hardest thing for sure. And the wait, there's a second hardest. Second Uh-oh. hardest would be the fact that he has a penis. And it is <laughs> a bitch to try to teach him how to stand up and pee. And I feel like um I gave up for a short time. I I was just like, you know what, just sit down. It's way less messy. I taught my kids to sit first. Well, I did teach them to sit first. He no, he he sits fine, but I was trying to progress him to the standing, and he actually like wanted to stand. Uh, I don't know why, but he did at one point. Um, like he got up on the potty standing, and I was like, "Wait, what are you doing?" I said, "Oh, you know what? Let's try it. We haven't." And then there was pee everywhere, so I was like, "Okay, let's sit back down for now, and then we'll revisit it." So that has been the fact that like he touches himself, he like the just the genitals in general have been charged very challenging. Reaching to the choir. Me. Yeah, the no, choir. it's been very challenging. And I'm just like, I just want you to stop touching yourself for two seconds. I want you to wash your hand because now you're touching my face and I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's that has been definitely a, a difficult part of motherhood for sure watch your hands before you touch my face seriously (laughs) because every time my face breaks out i'm like it must be (laughs) it must be because he must be the penis hand (laughs) seriously um, you guys know what i'm talking about Uh, yes it's it's a real thing we all got boys yeah he just goes around sits around watches tv flicking himself just touching himself and it's just like whoa excuse me sir (laughs) not okay um, listen, the only reason the girls don't do that is because there's nothing fun to play with down there. That, listen, <laughs> that's why I feel like 
you know, well, the attitude of a girl is just probably not for me. So I think I got exactly what I needed for my personality. So. I'm with you. I have two boys. And after I thought like, I was like, oh, when I had my second boy, I was like, oh, another boy. And I was like, yeah, it would have been nice to have a girl, but whatever. And now that like, I have a niece too. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Boys are niece. <laughs> the niece will do it to you. You're, the niece will literally make you think, eh, you know, this one's I'm probably the right decision. I'm good. <laughs> Good. Same. I have two girls, so yeah, no nieces. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, too much attitude, too emotionally unbalanced. I just, yeah, it's, it's oh my gosh. But I love them. They're great. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. That was our ice melter, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Wait, right, Jesse? Jesse, you wanna Jesse, yeah. gonna close us out, right? Oh, oh yeah. Tell our lovely listeners and viewers where they can find us, listen to us, subscribe to us. Okay. So you can find us on Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, <laughs> Apple, and Samsung Podcast. I got that, didn't I? Yes, I did. Yep, you sure did. And yeah, and that's, that's everything. So <laughs> please remember to like, subscribe, share, and comment and tell us what you'd like to know. What, what you'd, you'd like, like to know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm work. Oh. oh my gosh. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>